Good morning. It's Wednesday, March 1st, the first day of Ladies Month, and you're starting strong by listening to a podcast about the news from me, a lady. Congratulations, you've solved sexism. Now, I'm just kidding. It's not solved. We're not even in the Constitution. Laws don't apply to us, and yet they are um, often written specifically to be against us. What a cool thing. Hey, and now the news. The big story is, of course, the Supreme Court battle over whether or not I, me personally, will have to pay my student loans back. Oral arguments began yesterday and shockingly, no, I'm just kidding, it's not a shock, the Reagan court, further stacked by Trump, does not seem super into the vibe of letting go of student loans. You, of course, will remember student loans as that thing people stopped having to pay on during the pandemic, and while the economy's not doing super hot right now, it's for sure not the fault of these loans, so maybe let's all just chill and let us continue to not pay them. Of course, Braddy Kavanaugh remembers debt as the thing he had before someone randomly paid it all off after the oddly timed retirement of Justice Kennedy. I want to say something about Brett Kavanaugh and that nickname. Um, it started as a typo. It was Brett Kavanaugh, and then I accidentally wrote Bretty Kavanaugh, and then I thought that wasn't um, silly enough, so I went with Braddy Kavanaugh. I'm not sure if it'll stick, but that's what happened. Anyway, the thing about his debt, that's not an accusation. I'm just saying it's, it's interesting timing, and mayhaps someone should look into it. Anyway, the point is, um, it is not looking good for the Biden plan of debt relief but there is no official ruling yet. Citing the time that their neighbor invaded another country over a year ago and continues to commit crimes against humanity at a country that wants nothing more than to just continue being their own country. Finland has begun construction of barrier fences on its east border, which it shares with Russia. The pilot fence is expected to be finished at the end of June with the rest of the fence built between now and 2025. Chicago voters headed to the polls yesterday to vote on, among other things, a new mayor. And the winner is currently unknown. The nine-person race is expected to go on to a runoff on April 4th. It'll likely be weeks before we know the results, which means any candidate who thinks that they stand a chance in the runoff will need to start campaigning now before we even know if they need a runoff. Wild. What a time to be a Chicagoan, you know? You get Chicago Med, you get Chicago Fire, and you get to deal with a mayoral election and a runoff. Hmm. Notice that I didn't say Chicago PD because that show can get bent. It knows what it did. Hey, it's me, Kim, from both a couple hours after I recorded this episode and a few hours or days, or if you're Sierra, weeks before this episode airs with news about the Chicago runoff. Turns out that results were in a little faster than planned and Mayor Lori Lightfoot has lost her bid for a second term. As predicted, this election will head to a runoff on April 4th with Brandon Johnson and Paul Vaez emerging from the first round of voting. While it is still early and results are still coming in, Mayor Lori Lightfoot will not advance to April 4th's runoff. Chicago PD can still get all the way bent. It knows what it did. Biden has tapped Julie Sue, the former head of California labor, for the secretary of labor position. If confirmed, she will be the first Asian American to join Biden's cabinet at the rank of secretary. Current labor secretary, Marty Walsh, is stepping down to join the NHL's players union. 
As with all things labor, we turn to Lorena Gonzalez-Fletcher for comment. Lorena tweeted this official statement, quote, Julie Sue has a lifetime commitment to protecting workers' rights, leveling the playing field for good employers, and holding labor law violators accountable. To say that California's unions, advocates, and rank-and-file workers are excited with today's announcement would be an understatement. American workers deserve Julie Sue as labor secretary. This story is both news and an excuse to talk about Lorena, so it's a win for all. Finally, and I not finally like that, I just mean it's the last story in this episode. Kevin McCarthy is once again defending his decision to turn the January 6th footage over exclusively to Fox News correspondent Tucker Carlson. He says that eventually he'll turn the 42,000 hours of footage over to the broader public. Well, not eventually. He says he'll do it as soon as possible. But that is a very broad statement. Do you know how many things I'm planning to do as soon as possible? As soon as possible, I'm going to go to the moon and eat at that fancy hotel I talked about in like a million episodes ago and will not look up right now because it's going to mess up the flow of my uh, thing here. I'm going to do that as soon as possible. It's just, you know, it's going to be a while before that's actually possible. But as soon as it is... Anyway, he went on to say, are you are you mad right now? Do you want to be more mad? He went on to say that Tucker Carlson had first dibs. Yeah, that's right. We're handing 42,000 hours of sensitive footage over to Tucker Carlson because of dibs. <laughs> he is also giving the thumbs up emoji to giving the footage over to some of the nearly 1,000 defendants that are being prosecuted for their actions on the 6th. Remember the 6th was a deadly insurrection? Remember how people were raising up arms against the country and they flew the Confederate flag through our nation's capital for the first time in history? It didn't even happen during the Civil War. Um, that's some of the people that he's like, nah, you should be able to have this footage. I think you want your memories, you know? Kevin, good Lord. Dude, I hate to break it to you like this so publicly, but like Donald Trump is never gonna love you. You called him and said they were trying to kill you. And he was like, I don't know, man. Sounds like you're in a real pickle there, Kev. And, and it's not his fault. Like Donald Trump is incapable of real love, internal or external. But it's a little McCarthy's fault because that dude sucks. I can't, sure, man, whatever. Give it to Carlson so they can raise ratings and continue to act like they are so upset about the 2020 election being stolen, even as we continue to learn that they didn't even believe their own lies. We've been and stay knowing this, but every single time there is more information that reminds us, it is important that we say this out loud. Trump Republicans and Fox News do not care about you or this country. This is about the bottom line and about revenge for any perceived slights. It's ego over everything, money over everything. It is disgusting. And were they capable of feeling real emotions, they should be ashamed. And that's it. That's the news. I'm proud of. Oh, man. Let, hang on. Before I go into I'm proud of, let me tell you, let me tell you this much. I'm not proud of Kevin McCarthy. That's for sure. He is pathetic and feckless and gave up everything for a job that he is terrible at. And I'll say it to his face, too, or at least I would. Um, I'll never be invited to do that. But and that's fine with me. I would actually honestly be fine if I never had the opportunity to be in the same room with him. Feels like a win for me. You know what I mean? I am, however, proud of women. Not all women. Let's not go wild here. Marjorie Taylor Greene is still existing. Uh, but, you know, I already named dropped her once. So let's say it again. I'm proud of Lorena. She got it from her mama, who I'm also proud of. I'm proud of my mama. 
And of the women who listen to this show, absolute bosses, all of you. And as always, we stay proud of Kelly Clarkson. But more than, um, hey, you know, it's also National Peanut Butter Day. How about more than peanut butter? I'm proud of you.